Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, I mean, I've had, honest God, the best life growing up. Like, middle-class kid, youngest of four, I had everything. Uh, incredibly, incredibly loving parents and, and siblings and extended family and friends. Um, you know, never had, didn't have anything traumatic happen to me growing up. Um, nothing like that. But uh, what I have kind of realized is... So I'm the youngest of four, but there's between me and the eldest, there's a 14 year gap between me and the next one up. There's nine years. I've realized that now it's, it's negatively affected me, but it's, but it's what I've had to do is I've accepted, I've accepted that as come from love from all of them. Right. And in a weird way, I actually have to forgive them for that, which sounds bizarre, but I've had to. That's exactly right. And, because of you know having such an uh, an easy life growing up and not not having to not that no i did work hard but i guess you know i was never wanting for anything and i had so much love but too much love is actually bad yeah it's 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 weird because like my dad was really like distant and i felt like he didn't like me Mm. and then my mum overcompensated and poured me with love mm. which makes me think like I could see that I, I, like that makes sense because then you're like it's the complete other end of it yeah and, and, and how I matched that up basically with that life growing up with my behaviour and my conscious and matching up my subconscious is that I always wanted to please them I uh, always wanted to do everything uh, for them that's Brad yeah. um I realized that my motivations in life of why I wasn't succeeding in things was because, well, are they actually my motivations? Is it actually truly what I want for me? And, and bless my folks, because I don't know I'm going on this podcast. So if they listen to it, <laughs> they're going to learn yeah. a lot, right? Yeah, come on, but, well. but I love, I love you about bits and they know that. Um, oh, what was my point here? Um, oh shit. I lost my train of thought now. 
oh yes, match up in my subconscious. So it was, I'd have all this behavior, like this erratic behavior where I'd start things and never finish them, where I'd have these anger bursts out of nowhere and I'd have resentment for my parents and for my family. And, I'm like, and you'd be like, why do, why do I have that? I didn't understand why did I have that feeling towards them? Where is that coming from? And it was with, and it was delving in with this therapy, which was to understand things coming, basically pulling things out of my subconscious. That's a lot of what the therapy is about. Mm-hmm. And then when you come to a realization of something, then you say, well, does that match up with your behavior or your train of thought in your conscience, in your conscious mind? Um, so that's been a big learning part. Now it's that's that's one thing. Fucking hell, it's ringing bells for me. Me too. Oh, all over that. All over it. And it was it big thing was how I interpreted things was completely flawed. So at Christmas, I was dreading going home at Christmas. I was just I was expecting each member of my family to like give me an interrogation at a different time. What are you doing with your life? Where are you going? Blah blah blah. And so any any time I could get out of the house over Christmas, I went. Went to a mate's house, went to the pub, went to wherever, walk. Just didn't want to have to have conversations with anyone, like serious conversations. And uh, and then it was a couple of weeks after Christmas, and then uh, some of my chat with my sister, and my sister lives over here. We're we're very, very close. And... Um, Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see that, that's no surprise. I've been talking fucking for now already. Oh, but... But she said to me, "It's like you know, you came home really angry. You were just had you were your because like, you expected. Yeah, it. you had your back up the whole time. You were there. Mm. You were just combative, combative. You just didn't, you, you know. And I was like, that's not how I interpret it. I just look and interpret like none of you were talking to me. Mm. And she was like, the same thing. Yeah, because well, why? You know, we couldn't talk to you because you were so on air. You were so like, yeah." obviously ready for a fight any moment we're like all right so it was learning that which was i interpreted it completely wrong that it was it was me and and, and how i was going into that and i remember leading up to it because i was talking um camera who i was talking to about it leading up to christmas i'm like really not looking forward to it i'm not gonna have to have all these serious conversations you worked yourself mm. up exactly painting the picture you yeah, worked, yeah, 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 you, yeah. You, so yeah the idea of narratives so you created a narrative of they were going to be a fucking a nightmare. It was going to be a right fucking nightmare. I do this every Christmas. Mm. Um, and, you know, everyone's going to be on to me and everyone's going to judge me and they're going to want to know what's going on. And actually, they probably just want to love you. And <laughs> That's all, man. That's all they want. And bless them. I know they all feel completely helpless with me right now. They, yeah. they don't know what to do or what to say. And I don't know either. Um, uh, but it's th- those little learnings I guess that yeah. I'm taking and it's you know I try and remember them like I, I was saying I, I brought one time in the therapy I brought a notebook at me because like I need to write some of this shit down because a lot of times when I'd leave my session I wouldn't remember yeah, a lot no, of but the important that. stuff it, it, it sticks it does, it mm. does. And, and I was I was saying to, to, to my guy I was like you know it really annoys me because I don't feel like I retain enough information like not just in the sessions but in general like just learning uh, has always been an issue for me 
and blah 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 and he goes well yeah but like we always retain like a tiny percentage of the information we absorb he says so like he said the most important stuff you'll remember he goes but if you take one little snippet each time so i think uh, with, with me in a therapy it's like yeah, a little realization maybe every week maybe yeah, it's you difficult. don't need to try so hard. Like, it sounds that. like you're trying, you're uh, trying yeah. so hard. Sometimes yeah. you just want an answer, don't right. you? just want to walk yeah, in and, do, and go, right, this, that, and that, and they go, right, do this, do that, and everything else. Mm. But yeah, but it, it, it is those yeah. subtle changes. And like it's odd when you're in it, but when you look back, you, you think, oh, I, I wasn't ready for that information yet. Yeah. It's sort of, you have to, it has to, it comes when it comes kind of thing. And it's such a hard thing to so, get your head so around. But mm. it's just like, and... I'd love the power to be open to that awareness, but it, you just can't. No. When you're in that moment of like, oh, I feel like this, and this is fucked, and that person said that, and you're like, oh, I want answers to all of this stuff. And then you get like a little bit of it, and you're like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. I'll, I'll kind of take that. But when you look back over the last six months, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, of course. And I was mm. not ready for that. I have to say that's one of my favourite things about therapy. Like, just through having so much experience of it, is that I just going like totally open and I don't expect anything mm. and and I just assume the best things will resonate mm. you know and I think they do I really do think they do and uh you know like if I, like I used to get this with my group therapy it's like oh, I'm working so fucking hard and I'd go in there and I'd, I'd almost go in there with a plan of what I was going to fucking talk about that day yeah. I'm like I'm taking this fucking seriously why is everyone else not taking it as seriously as me truth is everyone else is probably worse you know they're going for it harder but I'm being like no but I'm fucking working on it and I'm trying on and uh, and now I've realised that that's bullshit mm. you know it, it what clicks clicks for a reason mm. and I, and sometimes it takes I, you know, you just need to go through the journey. Mm. Sometimes, like, it's funny, the other day at work, I was getting really bothered about things, and my manager was like, why Why didn't you tell me three weeks ago? I could see you, like, isolating yourself, etc." And I was like, because I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know I was isolating myself. I didn't know I was starting to be a bit of a mess. You know, like, you only it takes a little while for you to realise and for you to learn. And I just think with therapy, you just kind of have to let it happen. Because when you're trying too hard, it's actually kind of, it's uh, counterproductive. You could be trying in the wrong direction. Yeah. yeah. Because you're trying too hard, you're not learning the lessons. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've had to try and adjust to, is that, I went in for the for the first um, for the first what, six weeks. I was just going hard. Yeah, I'm so uh, desperate yeah. to be better. And then, like last week, I went in. And I was just like, man, I'm so angry at this. Like, we're not getting anywhere quick enough. And you know, I want. You are, I want aren't you? You I am. Are. Well, I am. But it's like it's again. It's in what's in front of me. I'm not seeing the results. But I gotta. That's ego, though. That's ego. Yeah. Your ego's going, why am I not better? I need to be getting on with things. Thank you, man. Like, why am I not better? What's going on? Like, I need answers. And that is just ego. Yeah. And it's total Freud, isn't it? Well, mm. question for you is both. So, one of the things that 
one I'm, I'm fearful of, but second I want to do is um, a kind of thing like uh, almost I want to be reborn. And what I mean by that is that I want to become the person that I actually am, yeah. not what I've become, and, and find out where I really want to go, what I want my path to be mm-hmm. in life. I think we're all we're all seeking for that, and that, yeah. there is actually a bit of ego in that as well. Yeah, but that, it's, it's comfort okay there, to have though. ego. There's comfort yeah. in the thought of like almost finding out exactly where you're meant to be, because then you haven't got to worry about all the other. There's no uncertainty. There's comfort in the in the knowing kind of thing. Yeah, I totally get that. But I, I so before you came round, uh, me and Brad were talking about. Like, I've been going through this period when I'm desperate. I want to make the podcast work. You know, I want to make the podcast bigger and I want to be an artist and I don't want to do my job and I want to be, and I want to be creative full time. Yeah. And then, like, Brad is like, you're trying to help. Like, you need to accept the situation and enjoy the good bits. Mm. And it's funny you say that because... You know, I'm fortunate enough that I know a lot of people in music. Um, and I've been hunting people down, but like, let's meet for coffee. Let's meet for mm. beer. I want to I wanna work for your company or we should do something together. And the thing is, people smell that fucking hunter mentality from you a mile away. Yeah, but at the time, you kind of think people want to see that um, exactly. enthusiasm and yeah, stuff as well. The problem is, is that, and Brad really fucking nailed this for me, is that I'm exactly the same. Like, I get like that, and I'm like, and then when good things happen, I feel mentally better. Yeah. So I'm like, right, I need to make sure that keeps happening. Mm. And I, this is where Brad was like, you know, why are you doing that? Because, um, you know, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like, and then the minute I sat back, like, what, this last week? Five, ten things. Just yeah, like bang, last bang, weekend, bang. when I got ill last weekend, I thought, oh, I got ill because I've been overdoing it, trying to hustle, trying to make shit happen. And the minute I sat back this week, we've had like ten amazing things happen, art, podcast, and the minute I just let it happen. It's like, yeah, put in the work, but don't fucking kill yourself doing it's it. It's just those subtle little, like, yeah. like you said, if you sent a couple of emails and send them and then leave them, forget about yeah, them. Leave them, forget the, about The second them. you That's start totally thinking, right. like, have they arrived? What will they think? What are they doing? The universe, in my opinion, is then going, oh, what does he actually want? He's saying, right, he sent this email, but now he's worried about someone seeing it. And then this, and like, it's just so confused. Just like, send the thing, do the thing. And then I'm not saying I'm good at this. This is no, something no, that I try and, I, I and try and harness. In there, and it is, is just sitting back and letting it happen a bit. Yeah. You know, like you, yeah. And what's do nice work, is it's do the work, when it does happen, all of a sudden it's like a surprise because you yeah. would, you will be relaxing in a relaxed state watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia as I've been trying to watch loads of lately because it's funny as fuck it's so good. <laughs> and then all of a sudden your phone goes and you're like, oh, what's that? And it's like, oh my God, I forgot I'd even sent that thing like this thing's just come out of nowhere and it just feels amazing because you're not yeah. sat there going oh what about this what about this? Have, have they got it blah 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 it's like because you're going in all these other ways yeah it could go a million ways it's not it, denying trying to make shit happen it's not denying time. that it won't go bad or it yeah. won't go wrong or it won't happen or it will happen like it's, still have those thoughts but just let them kind of go and it's easier in a relaxed state and the more you do it the easier it gets it's really it's funny yeah 
so essentially, so what you were saying there is very much what I've been going through at the moment, desperately trying to make things happen. And I've just come to the conclusion that, um, yeah, you put the work in, make the effort, but like, don't fucking kill yourself doing it. Because mm. I just don't think, I think when, you do, when you're putting it in too much, like, it just doesn't happen. I think well, I think there's a difference between killing yourself and working too hard, bizarrely, and I think we can work too hard in wrong ways. Yeah, and what we think we're putting in a lot of effort into something, we're we're not doing it in the right manner. There's a quote there. I think it's like, don't put, don't work so hard on a decision just because it's the just because you've made it or something. I have to look it up, but I think the important thing is is. It, if you're having issues with mental health, um, you need to put the work in on you. Mm, yeah. And if other things come along as a result, if you're feeling well, then generally things start to happen. Start to see beauty in the world. Yeah. And then because you've got that, uh, you've got that outlook. Then I think. I hate fucking saying Like attracts like. But, you know, like, you put it out to the universe and the universe gives it back. Mate, yeah. you can't argue with yeah, it. Yeah, no. no I hate fucking it. saying it. Start like, liking it. It's I'm really can't learning argue with it. it. I'm, really, I'm really learning that yeah, at the yeah. moment. So I think it's really important to work on yourself. So I see my mental health as, and I accept it as an issue that I've got for life. I accept it as what it is. Today I accept it. I don't accept it every day, mm. but more and more I accept it as 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 per usual. That, that's as, as important as accepting yeah. a day where you're like, yeah. "Fuck everything! I'm not going to go to work. I'm just going to like just do my own thing, whatever." And I'm not saying like bunk off work, but like just giving into it sometimes because yeah. there's comfort in there as well. Because it's okay to do that. Once yeah, because then you get the balance of it might be to it might only get to like ten, eleven o'clock in the day, and you're like. Fucking hell, that was a bit of a wobble. I am going to go for a walk or I better have mm. a healthy lunch or whatever and sort myself out and make a couple of phone calls and then you get back on track. Or if you don't, you don't. It's just like that forgiveness and allowing yourself to feel how you feel. It's really important. But I think the thing is about, like, you kind of get into this idea that you've really desperately, you know, like, desperately want to make something happen mm. all the time. And, like, I think that's okay. Mm. And I think, like, you, there's no progress if you don't have that. But it's like... If you put it out there, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah, I think like, the difference is if you've done it. Like, yeah. I think a lot of the problem with um, like social media is people see so many people doing so many things that they feel like they have to do so many things and they think, oh, I'd love to have a business or I'd love to write this song or whatever. But if you've done it, like if you've made the phone calls to the bank about the loan to get the thing that you're doing or if you've, you've actually got a pen and pen, pencil out and you've started writing words down, and you can forgive, like you've had a go, like you've put it out there, you've started the process. Yeah, it's when you kind of like wallow in it so it much. It might take a while. Yeah, of course it will, but it's you can allow yourself when that that extra that first twenty seconds of like fuck it, I'm gonna do it in this direction. It will it will find its own momentum. Yeah, and I think that's important. But I think like for you, I mean, because uh, like you're like you're kind of you're still going through your journey. Mm. And I think it's really important just to go easy on yourself. So, like, if you, you make an effort with something, you 
you've made an effort with it. Mm. And then you just go, well, I've made an effort. Now I can have some time to myself. And then that's it for a bit. Like, because if you can't get too locked up in things, because it's really easy to get fucking really locked up in something. And then it all becomes about that. And then you forget about the important bit about being well. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something I've had to accept literally in the last kind of week, which is it's not going to happen quick. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be little small bits provided I continue to work at it, which I will. And I don't know at the level how much I'll come out of where I'm at now. That's, you know, but I've kind of said, right, 12 months, you know, and I'll figure the rest out. And, you know, right now, so I used to work in marketing companies for six years and, um, it was a big part of of your identity, I guess. It was, it was a massive part of my identity Mm. and it was something that I thought I was, I was pretty good at. Uh, and I was, I I was, I was good at it. Like, um, but now I've, I've uh, kind of realized, well, you know, maybe that's just not for me anymore. But it's like you said, it's the identity part. It's like, that's all I know of who I am Mm -hmm. in in the work side of own. I don't, I don't know the other side and I don't know what that's going to evolve into yet. And that's, I think, a hard part of dealing with because, you know, going from, you know, I was earning good money and, you know, I didn't have to worry month to month. And now that's totally different. Now it's, I'm getting by month to month and it's a totally different mentality, but I could take that like a negative so one thing I've learned is that we can we can in a weird way decide how we want to feel about something. You can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not I don't succeed every day in doing this, but most days lately I'm using where I'm at right now as a positive. It's like right, I've not got a job where I'm earning a lot of money. I'm scraping by. Uh yeah, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the social part of the bar. Uh, you know, the company I work for are really good. People I work with, fantastic. But it's not what I want to do long term. Um, but I guess it's the learning part of that. Accepting is going to be a slow bit by bit. Mm. And, you know, I I was thinking about in the last kind of couple of days, like, if he's asking, you know, what what would be your day to day or what advice would you give, you know, for for helping people and i guess i think of it two ways one is the strategy side which is basically kind of like what are your goals what would you like to achieve and it doesn't have to be i want my mental health to get better it can be something of i don't want to be thinking about suicidal thoughts as much or yeah. or uh i'd like to control my anxiety better right and then you kind of have to start thinking about the day-to-day part of that like well what can i do then to make that a little bit easier I mean, and the simple things which we all know about, which most of us don't do, uh, is is exercise. Mm. In an ideal world, we would we would all exercise it's a big daily. One. Yeah, it's it's there's a there's a guy, um, an Irish musician called Brezzy. Um, he was he's a professional musician and he used to be a professional rugby player for Leinster, and he's had serious serious mental health issues. Um, and he uh, has a really good podcast actually on mental health. He's written a couple of books, but he said his saving grace 
was was exercise that was his thing for him mm. just just to get him yeah. to get by mm. now i'm not saying exercise is for everyone it's it's the obvious one because they do say can i so uh, there was a, a thing on facebook and like uh, i looked at a few bits with jim carrey when he said i believe that um depression exists but if you exercise you eat well mm-hmm. uh you look after yourself you you know you look after your mind uh and you know and then if you've still got depression you've got a problem mm. and i do think that's true mm. you know like i do think all of those things are totally it can right. only help can't it really? like i mean exercises like it, it releases serotonin in your mm. brain and it makes you feel better it's the one thing i haven't done this time around and i yeah. have felt a massive difference i, I, I still don't do it. I, I think the thing is though is because uh, so before I, I was in hospital and the, the previous two years to that I started exercising uh, for the first time since probably school because I put on a lot of weight and in that, in that kind of year I'd lost three stone I'd mentally felt stronger than I ever had before I was physically the fittest I'd been since I was probably a teenager and uh, I was getting a lot more attention from girls you know um work was just you know everything seemed to be going it right it so much harder though doesn't it because you've done all the right things yeah so it's that but what really annoys me now is that since that happened i haven't really trained mm. and then people say well, why don't you go back into exercise again and, and i go if it were that easy i would do it yeah do whatever mental block i have right now whatever it might be because like I still wake up every day and I feel like I'm 60 mm, my sure. shoulders my yeah. back my hips they're killing me yeah because I know my mental health massively affects me physically that's my element it does mm-hmm. it's it's you know it is what it is it does me though it does me like yeah. I feel tired all the time like when I'm not mentally well I feel exhausted I think for me I've just long. like I got to the point where I was running to try and lose weight and try and look a certain way. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, I've been through what I've been through and my, I've kind of reprioritized it a little bit. And I, I gave a fuck a lot less about what I looked like. And I was more working on how I felt and how I was speaking to people. And like, just, yeah, I guess so. But I, it's, difficult because i found i find myself beating myself up about the fact that i haven't been exercising yeah. and it can, it can kind of work the other way as well and that, that like, but like that's part of we're talking about like the kind of like the big things about feeling better and big things about not beating yourself up mm. like and that is ego but like yeah. if you if you stop beating yourself up like all right i'm fucking i've put on weight i'm not well mm. see for me it's a fine line between not beating myself up and not giving myself a bit of a kick. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, no, no, yeah. that's right. And, and that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's, it's so easy to fall into the. Oh no, I'll leave it for today. I'll leave yeah, it for yeah. this week. I'll yeah. leave it this month. And that's kind of the part that I battle with because I, I really do want to get back into exercise, and I'm sure I will, because um, I basically used to go to the gym. That that was that was my thing, and and. When I was when I was earning good money, I had a personal trainer, um, and you know that was great. Well, I will say actually for people who don't have money but can't afford a gym, barter, barter the fuck out of everything. So when I did run out of money, 
I bartered with my personal trainer and I gave him social media consultancy in exchange for, oh, really? for nice. sessions. So just because you don't think, well, I can't afford that or that intervenes with my schedule or whatever, find a bloody way. I was going to say that about the therapy as well. I was given a card, my therapist gave me a card and there's, um, a couple of ca a couple of companies and some charities that um, take on the trainee uh, counselors and therapists, and it's like a nominal fee, like you said, or I think like ten pound or five pound or whatever. And basically, you're going there and having counselling, but it's kind of fresh out the bag because they they haven't been doing it for well, too long. Well, then that's what I have. Oh right, yeah. So that's with with the charity I have. I've basically got their their just under kind of therapists. Yeah, you know the fresh out the bag ones. But that's fine. Yeah, that's absolutely fine because a good therapist regardless of whether they've been doing it a week or you know 10 years essentially they should be listening <laughs> providing a safe place for you and yeah, the skills are pretty basic really yeah as long it as they're not just... like diverting you too yeah. much or anything else and essentially it's a relationship so you might go in the room with a therapist that's been doing it for 60 years not get on with them at all yeah and then it's just it's different every time and it can be so off-putting like the, the guy i went to last year i think we did six sessions yeah you said you you oh man, I really just did not like him. He just was, it, there was a couple of things. One, I felt he was more interested for his own intrigue about what was going on with me. Uh, he Every fucking session he'd ask me about what girl, I'm a girl this week or my sex life. What the hell? Yeah, really, really strange. And it's not that weird. It's a Freud thing. Really? I just, I don't know. It, but it, I think the biggest feeling for me is I felt he was asking questions more for his own personal interest than for my I suppose it's when it's at the point, it's like, oh, have you got any photos? And like, what's her name? So I can look her up <laughs> on Facebook. It's like, um. Yeah, it's yeah. going that way. <laughs> but it, that was just, it's a perfect case of we just didn't click. Mm. And then it was then, what, six months until obviously someone recommended me to place him at now. And that just, just seems to fit really, really well. Um, so yeah, like you're not always, cause I've had therapy different times over the years and you don't always get someone you click no, you with mm. and it's really important. Cause if you don't click with them, you're not going to fully give yourself in into it. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's like dating basically, you know, so many people are really put off like they'll have. Like they'll find, they'll think, well, I'm finally at the point where I'm going to have therapy and I'm going to commit to it. And then they have it and that they have that experience mm. and they're like, that's it then. So that's it's such a shame. But they don't necessarily understand. It depends. It's too much. But the, variables. Yeah, but do they understand necessarily what they're getting themselves involved in? No. Mm. You know? Um, like before I went with these guys and I read out their type of therapy and it's Hungian therapy. So it's quite deep analysis kind of matching the subconscious up with the conscious and it's i've not had you know like like my therapist never gives me his opinion he never gives me advice um nothing like that and it's take and like we might sit there for like 10 minutes and not speak that's really important yeah and uh, it's the first time i've ever had that where it it took me a while to like not feel awkward with the silences and then kind of realized that he doesn't, he knows himself. He doesn't always have to push me on something. Well, that's closing down the ego. So naturally, mm. if we all sat quietly now, 
one of us, well, not us, but like in a room, I'd start talking. someone would have to feel the silence because of that awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ego going, feel the silence because they're going to think you're weird because you're not talking and everything else. Whereas really, we should be able to just sit here perfectly quietly and just not talk from, not now because it's a really shit podcast, but like if we if we were just in a pub or something like that, we shouldn't have to feel like we have to keep filling the voids and keep filling the gap. Because what fills the gap is that ego bit. And if mm. you're... If your man's like not doing that, that's purposefully breaking down the ego. And then you'll sit there and process what you what is v- going to bring value to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you it's know, really clever. Like, I went in today, and we didn't speak for the first five minutes because I was racking my brain about what do I want to, what's on my brain today, what do I want to talk about, and then eventually something came in, and then it just kind of starts and just kind of evolves out of that, um, and. You know, you can't, the other thing is like, I think people go to therapy just looking for the answers. Mm. They're looking, they're looking for quick results. Mm-hmm. Quick fix. And it just doesn't exist. No. You no, know, no. I think, I think with, with, with mental health, there's probably two things. There's the therapy side and then there's the things in your day-to-day life yeah. that you can do to make it a little bit That's easier. That's a really good shout, like your daily habits. That's huge. Yeah. You kind of need to deal with both, don't mm. you? So you kind of talk about the day-to-day stuff. And like you're kind of looking for some direction, mm. but then, then, then there's the monster in the room that you also need to deal with. But we all know what the good habits we need to instill. Yeah. But if you're someone like me, who I'm like, I gotta do all these fucking ten things, and I gotta do them in this space of time, and I'm like, well, of course I'm not gonna do it. Mm. What? How could I do it? Where now I try and and say, right, I'm just gonna do one percent more today than i did yesterday nice and that's that's kind of the only way i go by and and i'm slowly also starting just to not give a fuck that's really what important. anyone thinks that's really or if they important. ask me a question and not feel like i have to justify myself mm-hmm. that's the most frustrating thing is like whenever someone asks and they, they ask it a well-meaning like you never have someone maliciously ask you about your mental health and if you do they deserve to get kicked in the head <laughs> right um, which also feels good sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I haven't done that or have I no I haven't um, uh, you know they don't mean it maliciousness but like don't feel I've always felt like I have to justify myself constantly to everyone mm-hmm. and I always have to have an answer or some kind and what actually then happens is you start believing in your own shit coming out of your own mouth mm-hmm. And then the truth is, well, well, is that actually the truth? Is that actually how I feel about that? And you don't know because you're given answers to try and keep people happy about what you think they want to hear. And then you start believing that and then you don't actually have the results of the back and behind it. comes your script. There's yeah. that element of uh, like you want to be the entertainer. Yeah. And some of us are like that. I mean, I am. Mm. Whereas, you know, you want to entertain people. <coughs> you know, if someone asks you what's going on, you want to tell them a story and mm. you want to entertain them and uh, and then you just start after a while and just think ah oh, fucking I don't fucking care <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I, I, nah, that's me it's quite like, freeing like, I don't I, it is freeing yeah no it's really freeing off. I think it's part of like we were saying earlier about identity, like it's part of shedding away those layers of like, I have to be seen to be working in yeah. the office. I have to be seen to be earning this much money. I have to be seen to be involved with, you know, this music thing or this podcast thing or this and everything else. And it's something I was doing all of the time. And then when you actually shed away those layers, 
and get to the point when you're trying to work out who you actually are, which I genuinely believe us three are kind of at quite a similar stage at the moment. Um, you, it's quite nice to just be able to go, go on, you talk. Mm. I, I'm yeah. not really, I, what, I, yeah, whatever. And that's what everyone wants anyway. Yeah. Everyone, that's what everyone wants anyway. Yeah. Really, underneath it all, everyone just wants you to go, tell me about you. Yeah. Uh, like essentially that's what we all want because yeah. we're all like egotistical yeah. and we all want uh, to be able to talk about us mm. um, like underneath it initially they might be like oh I feel nervous because yeah, you will compare me in mm. that fight or flight we'll have our things that we sort of come up with straight away like hello I'm Brad I'm this I have yeah, this family and everything else but all of it is bollocks what's yeah. nice is when that breaks down and then you get to the point when you start talking about music and like weather and like current like what's going on in the room <laughs> what rooms, I found about like, music is the, the best thing about music is that you uh, what like people if people like music they tend to infuse it about music yeah and then you tend to have a very different conversation mm. like you have a much more honest conversation yeah it's the like, same as sports and football as well and, and art yeah generally it's if someone like it's, it's different when you meet someone and they go oh I just like whatever's in the charts yeah you know that's not really gonna work yeah but if you but get if talking go, to them oh, there will be like yeah exactly there'll always be something and then you're like oh you like you like like you care about stuff and everyone cares about stuff. Yeah. It's not really that hard. None no. of this shit is that real. That's the thing like, that I always find about kind of the brain and mental health is that actually it's all kind of there. Yeah. It's all it, there. Like people say, oh, the answers are inside you and you think, oh, fucking hell, no, I just want an answer from you. <laughs> but essentially when you look back... They are. You have come up with the answers yourself, yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh, "Fucking hell!" Like, why but, didn't oh, I well, work out when I was thirteen? I always come back to is that, and I come back to this all the time. Is that um, everyone's a lot of people are looking for someone to solve the problem. Mm. You know, like you go to your ther- you go, you have therapy. You know, like you were saying before, yeah. like you go, to, you see a therapist, and you want them to solve the problem for you. Yeah, and. Um, and they can't solve the problem for you. Only you can solve the problem. Mm. And we're always looking for something external to make it better, be it money, be it work, you know, something in our lives that makes elevates us and makes us feel good about ourselves. Mm. It's like, kind of, I think that's pretty much it. Something that makes us feel good about ourselves. And, um, and that's where we're fucking wrong. That's the fool's game. Yeah. Is that money doesn't make you feel better about nope. yourself. Uh, and other people generally don't make you feel better. You know, nope. you're, like, you're looking for love because you want to feel better about yourself. You mm. want to feel like you you matter. But we're so we're looking outside of ourselves all the time, and we're wrong. Mm. And our society tells us to do that, but the feeling better about yourself is is in here. And I think we're in such a dangerous time right now when. You've got all these business leaders, athletes, uh, idiot celebrities like the Kardashians, um, who are only famous for being famous. Mm-hmm. And so many people want to be them. Yeah. They want to be the Bill Gates of the world. They want to be the Obamas. Mm-hmm. They want to be the Kardashians. And because there's something to aspire to. When 
you're actually trying to live someone else's dream. Mm. I think you're completely right. Uh, I think that um, that since caveman times, like we've always felt that way. Yeah, I maybe. Think, like you know, like um, <laughs> Bray said, Asia should go. He's got a nicer loincloth than me. Mm. Um, and the idea that uh, like people often kind of they moan about the media and social media, but I think. I think we're talking about fundamental truths. You know, the idea that, um, you know, oh, the Kardashians is doing it, I want their life. Like, that's no different from any time in history. It's always the idea that what they've got, if they've got that, then I'll feel fulfilled. Exactly. So you're looking for fulfilment from something external. I wonder but, if like the 60s, like 50s and 60s for TV when television was first around. It just then, heightens like, People it, who may have like sung a bit the in their want, front It room. heightens the need. Yeah. And it, it just it just makes it more intense. Like people singing in the garden and stuff like that and then all of a sudden they're seeing people singing on TV and they've got yeah. a nice suit on. They think, fucking hell, I want to go and do that. And then it's, you know. But it's like, it's, but you only see the glamour. We only see yeah. the glamour. Like, yeah. You know, I guarantee if, if we asked anyone, if they go, oh, like someone asked me, oh, Conor McGregor goes, and if I go, I want to be him, right? And then you go, well, why do you want to be him? And if I go, oh, because he, he's got all the money, yeah, he's got he's this. Rich, yeah. He goes, but why do you want that? What's what's going to fulfill you in that? And I, I always kind of, in my 20s and all, and, and studying marketing and then getting into that world, I was like, right. I'm going to be a leader of industry. I want to be the best, of the, you know, the best. I want to be in those 30 under 30 lists and blah, blah, blah. And because, and I still do to this day, and this is a bit of my ego thing, I am honestly believe I'm on this plan to do something special. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it is yet. I might never find it. But I always used to think it was something around business or music or entertainment. Where in actual fact, it might be that I just might be a great husband or a great dad. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or, That's really cool. Or a great butcher. No, yeah. that's right. It, it's completely You right. know, and that's maybe what my journey will be and yeah. that's the exciting part of what I'm going on right now. It can be a tough pill to swallow, but again, the excitement yeah. is, of not knowing that, is amazing. And, and I tell you what, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I'm exactly the same. I know you are. Yeah. Like, exactly the same. Because you know, like, the reason why, like, that's, oh, I really want to go to the podcast, it's like, because you think, oh, you've got something to say. Mm. And like you might have something to say. But if you've got something to say, then people will listen. Mm. Um, but it still comes back to this idea of, like, you want fulfilment and you're looking for fulfilment elsewhere. Yeah, externally. But you don't know what your fulfilment is until you feel it, until you do yeah, it. Yeah, but I just, I still, I really stand by that. Fulfillment is not over there, it's mm. here. Yeah. Like and I think what we do and we all do it and it's heightened now, but I think it still probably goes back to caveman times that fulfillment is if you allow yourself to feel it, you'll feel it. Mm. I just want to be content. Yeah. That's all I want. That's what I mean. Like you think, oh I wanna like you know, like for years I wanted to be a rock star and like it's funny, I was talking to someone at work today whose husband is a drummer and is a bit of a rock star. And I was like, oh, fuck, I have to be a rock star. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing festivals, a podcast. Doing the podcast. Mm. I was like, I never would have believed it. 
But then I'm like, no, why wouldn't I believe it? Yeah. So suddenly, suddenly you allow, like, I allow myself to mm. be who I am, mm. and that works. Yeah, yeah. And it I, just I, comes and so I, I don't. Yeah. Be, like, I stop trying. Yeah, mm. and I'll be honest with myself, and oh, that works. Mm. And I think the thing as well is, you know, if you're gonna give me an example, is when when Megan was uh, supporting Tom Jones during the summer, and I went along with her and you know it was really exciting and there were big outdoor gigs and I think it was 15,000 people each gig and you know you get that buzz and then I mean I get that buzz and I'm not even on stage with her you know I'm just kind of part of the crew and you have she has that 15-30 minutes on stage and you have that post gig high and it's like fuck but then you drop so yeah, quick yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah, hard yeah, I've, I've experienced yeah. and and then like You've got all the travel to get there. Yeah. You've generally not got a nice dressing room. Uh, Was it worth the effort? I mean, uh, you know, for the experience, because it was the biggest gigs that she'd done, as biggest gigs that I was a part of, 100%, you know, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, we were knackered. Mm. We were so but exhausted you, after it. It's hard. I think what and I, I wasn't on stage. She was performing. If I was knackered, yeah. how the hell did she feel? Yeah. But I tell you, you know, what, like, that kind of comes back to the thing like me and Brad often come back to is that uh, what happens is we get so fucking boiled up with everything else. You're like, ah, oh, the travel, the travel, and then, and then, there. Did you have a good experience? If you had a good experience, then that's pretty much what life for, mm. what life is about. Yeah, there's not a lot in between that. But mm. sometimes it can feel like you're stuck in the blah blah, yeah. blah, 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 and not enough of like the heightened kind of experience yeah. things. And but, then you're chasing the next thing. But and, like, you can, you, and then like before you finish that wonderful experience, you're chasing the next fucking thing because yeah. you're like, I've got to have another good experience. Well, you because, want that high. You want yeah. that endorphin release. Yeah. But there's a way. If you and I, not I'm not saying this because I've achieved it, but like. Russell Brand touched on it a couple of times this week. Like, if you can start to see that kind of positive kind of hype everywhere, then you'll get that feeling, not just on stage, but the fact that you're going, like, it'll start to, it's getting that balance kind of thing. Not that there is any balance. You'll get it out of looking out the window and the sun. Yeah, because you'll think, fucking hell, I've I've actually woken up today and I'm allowed to go and do this thing. I can still go and do this thing or I've got the opportunity to go and do this thing. So that comes back to the thing that um, Peter, my therapist, uh, really, really talked about was just being present. Mm. If you can be present, and rather just in the moment, rather yeah. than taking your baggage from your past, your anxiety for the future, and you just enjoy what's in your hands at any one time. And I just think like that's kind of the key to life. That's worth more to me. Really hard. And that's not what I've been doing for a yeah. very, very long time. Uh, the last time I can remember being in the moment, and it actually only came up in therapy the other, the other week, was I went to uh, Asia like two years ago. I thought you were going to say two weeks ago. I was about to kick you out just in case you had to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not, not yet. I'd love to go back though. <laughs> but we went to Cambodia, Paratours in Cambodia, and we went to um, the temples. But we went to the sunrise at the temple. So you go and it's pitch black dark. And we're all standing around the lake. And when we got there, there's maybe about 50 people. And then as it got closer, you can couple of hundred people there but there was this kid and i really remember this so vividly 
there was this kid in a pitch black dark screaming coffee coffee like and you know come to you he's like do you want a coffee i'm like yeah give him a couple of quid 10 minutes later somehow this kid would find you with your coffee right and i remember it's all like you know the birds were getting louder as the sun was kind of about to rise the sun was going to rise over the back of the temple and there's a lake in front of me beautiful and just that feeling just being there and just experiencing this thing of like sun was rising it was getting a bit warmer everyone was getting a little bit louder because because the lights were coming up yeah i had a similar experience and it was just so peaceful and serene and i so visually remember it and it was probably the last time where i felt i can't think of another time where i was in the moment actually no i can't the only other times i know for certain in the moment was actually at u2 gigs where it's the only time. Is that because you're Irish? Mate, everyone tells me this. <laughs> everyone asks me this, right? There's, there's been no band or act I've ever seen where it's like a spiritual experience, apart from you two. I'm sure the Irishness, I've got a bit more affinity to them than I would. Still got a lot of good tunes, haven't they? They do. But I've gone to every U2 gig since I was 10 um. with my sister. So every tour we've gone to, we've gone together. That's nice. And every time I remember a very specific moment at each gig and like that to me is fucking priceless. That mm. That's why I, I, I'd say music is my drug. Cause it's... I get that. Like, like I get that in Morrissey gigs. Like I was talking about going to see Morrissey and my mate Stu was going, no, it wasn't just him. It was like a few people were going like, oh, he's fucking like BMP cunt. And I was like, yeah, he is, but, he'll play every day's like Sunday and I'll get goosebumps mm. and I'll have an experience with like 5,000 other people and it will be an experience and I'll feel alive and you know and it's amazing and I just think that's what it's all about yeah. man like I for me I remember very specific times in my life because it was with music yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I remember when I was three, we were getting a ferry to France, driving down a motorway, listening to the Beatles' White Album. Uh, it was back in the USSR, and then all the suitcases. Song. Yeah. yeah, and all the suitcases fell off the roof of the car on the motorway. And we had to pull in and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, try and get the suitcases off the motorway. Well, obviously, I didn't. There's only yeah. three. I remember then, a couple of years later, summertime, cleaning my parents' garden, and we're listening to the doors, you know. Uh, I remember Saturday nights before my sister and brother go out and we'd be listening to The Prodigy, you know, and I'd be sitting in, in their bedroom while they're getting ready to go out and like, and like very specific things and very visual memories for me. Um, and that's what I love so much about music. Yeah, it's like, it it's amazing. such a great it form of therapy. Really visual, isn't it? it really is. It I kind think it links the memories to yeah. something and then it, no, sometimes exactly you forget and it like, when it, I love it when a song comes in and like a, in a shop, and you're like, oh, fucking hell. And that memory kind of just hits you straight back yeah. in the face. I know it. That's so cool. But I think sound and hearing is the most underrated sense we have. Mm. I really do. It's like, if I could, if, if someone says to me, you can go either deaf or blind tomorrow, I'd go blind. Mm. I just think it's about, you know, like, like, I think before we started about the idea of, uh, you know, like a singer will tell, like some singers tell a story. Mm. Um, but a song doesn't like a song doesn't necessarily have to tell a story. It tells a story anyway because mm. you heard it then, and you can remember like 
your teenage years and you can remember your experiences. Like I just listen, like now I don't even listen to, don't listen to new music really. I just listen to stuff I listen to as a teenager mm. pretty much all the time. I might listen to their new albums um, just because it gives me that feeling of being like wild and free. And uh, what's kind of cool is that now I listen to it when I was when I was a teenager, I was clinically depressed. So now when I listen to it now, I listen to it with new ears. Mm. Don't listen to it as a depressed kid. It's That's almost nice like sometimes. it's brand new. I like it when it's there's like songs on the album new. that you like might have skipped when you were a kid. Yeah. And then you listen to past like the first four bars, you're like, fucking hell, this is a tune. Like, why yeah. didn't I give this any weight when I was younger? I love that. Right. I think that might be it. This is a two-hour podcast already. Have <laughs> we got two hours? Yeah, mate. Sorry, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sorry. He's might need to do a bit hours? of editing. Yeah. Well, it's two on mine, and I started it a little bit early, so we're probably about 10 I was feeling hungry. <laughs> hungry? Yeah. I don't eat. I don't fucking eat enough. You had, like, a massive, like, coma thing like, about two hours ago. It was big. <laughs> and that's all I've had all day. Yeah. I don't eat. No, I think I, I I think I harm myself through not eating. <laughs> That's what we didn't talk about the harm thing. Yeah, fucking bollocks! That was my fucking first thing. Well, we, well can, we, we can do it another time. Right, we'll have to do it another time. Do it in six months, and then we'll have an update on where I'm at then. <laughs> well, up for that. Do you know what though, Owen? Everything you said tonight is sounds like you're well well on the way. Mm. It really does. And I really, I, and I really won't fucking bullshit you. Mm. I really won't. But like a lot of the things that you've said that you've learnt, um, are the things that make me better. And they genuinely are. And I've been ill most of my life, mm. and and so it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I am. And I feel like from the things you've said, is that you've kind of got to that point much quicker than me. And like the thing, all like the basic those principles that you've said, I, I really do think are the answer. I hope so. I genuinely mean that though. I really do think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're fortunate in this day and age that we've got so much information out there and so many resources to help people with mental health. Um, that. It wasn't around 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And people aren't so fucking judgmental. Nah. I mean, there is a lot of it, but we are... It is a bit freer. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of the last thing I'll say. Like, I, I was having a chat with a mate of mine uh, a little while ago on the phone, and then uh, and he said to me, he goes, uh, oh, yeah, I've quit drinking. And I was like, oh, right, oh, cool, man. It's like, what, is it... Health reasons, you know, physical, want to get better, all that. And he goes, oh, no, man, I'm, like, I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, well, why, you know, why didn't we chat about this sooner? Like, you know, you've been thinking of this for the last couple of years. And he goes, well, I couldn't, we couldn't. And, and then we had this conversation about how we're now in a world where can grown men can actually talk about their feelings mm. and be vulnerable and say, yeah, I've got this problem. He goes, oh, yeah. And I was like, so do I. And we've he connected. He probably wouldn't have said it though. Like, did he know about you? Well, that's I told him. Yeah, there you go. Mm. You know, there's a handful. Of... He he was vulnerable to you, and you went, "I'm vulnerable too." Yeah, Lovely. Uh, yeah. And it was just, I, I was like, we brought on the phone, like, "Fuck man, we should have spoken about this years ago." Mm. 
you know, but we weren't we weren't in a place then where we were either ready or knowing to, yeah, to do it. Yeah, the world wasn't ready, and nor was it. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it's it's a it's a funny thing, man. Like, I just hope that schools and governments start implementing well being into the curriculum because I think it's start up. It's not happening enough. No. They are, but governments. Uh, I uh, I was ah oh, fucking hell, girl. Right. <laughs> but um, the idea that government is not the panacea, is it? Mm. You know, that government doesn't solve anything. No. Government just ticks over. Mm. Like this is all about this is this is about me telling my kids. And, yeah. And you telling your, your friends' kids, and mm. you know, like it's and you telling your mate. It's all right. But it's just that yeah. kind of like. Word of mouth Indian mm. thing, but I guess my, my my point is that school curriculums haven't caught up with the modern world, no, yes, and it probably never will. But we're at a, a very critical point, in my opinion, with people's mental health and stability and just upbringing. It's very very different to our parents and our grandparents, where I think these things need to start being implemented. Um. And, you know, just the curriculum just massively needs to change yeah. because you're trained to be a mathematician, a scientist, a doctor, a business person, whatever. You're not tra- you're not helped to learn how to be a human being. Mm. You yeah, know, I, did, I read a book on that didn't I, recently and they basically they train you to pass exams because mm-hmm. then the school looks better and you met the government requirement. Yeah. And essentially they're not teaching you to be... Uh, to coexist huh. right I need to give you a hug <laughs> yeah man hugs all round I think oh you big bugger <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.